A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, the word is out. They're gonna talk about the VOD and the silver screen. Tom and Joe know all there is to know From masterpieces to deep fried tacos And if the movie sucks, you might hear them say There's no telling where the guys will take you Get ready for a spoiler Won't say it twice cause we're already Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude. This is Real Spoilers, episode 704? Correct. That yeah, sounds good. <laughs> a milestone. <laughs> Indeed a milestone. Yes. Bidets, bidets, bidets. <laughs> I, well done. <laughs> which is uh, just a warning, also the name of the porn parody. Perfect. Oh. So... Spelled differently, but yeah. the pronunciation is right. Similar. I mean, maybe yeah. it's a warning. Maybe it's a selling point. It could be. No judgment. We'll wait and see. We're not here to kink shame. No. Oh, so, never. No, I mean, never. it's it's not like it's not hiding it. It's like if you're that, they're telling you. <laughs> yeah. It's right there on Front Street. <laughs> right. And well, I guess more like Back Street. Back Street. Oh. Yeah. It's back. It's all right. There. Thank yeah. you very much. So, so uh, I guess uh, before I forget, <laughs> let's go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Uh, well, before we dig in, let's just do shameless plugs. Let's just be really efficient. Let's do it. Wow. Shameless plugs. It's Don't impressive. forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us. You never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. That's always helpful. Maybe not always, but sometimes. I mean, it depends on what the review is, I guess. So we have a new review. We do. We do. Coming from iTunes, this is from Plugger603. Uh, this show is five stars. This show is great. Uh, the three hosts are very entertaining. Perfect. Well, have... thank you very much, Plugger. <laughs> that was a really nice review. I think there's more. Uh, there oh, might be a little I, bit. I th- okay. Uh, but they do have some quirks. Joe compares everything to a DC comic or movie and can get nerves. Uh, get on nerves. Sorry. Uh, also, Kevin, uh, who is gay, oh. uh, is great, yet he believes he knows all sometimes and comes off like a prince. Oh, well. Okay. Uh, Tom is by far the best and the funniest. <laughs> <laughs> he brings the whole thing together. So despite sometimes annoyance, the show is tremendous. That is just a whirlwind. Wow. Yeah. If there's ever that is a been... roller coaster of emotions. So was that your alt account or Crystal's account? <laughs> I don't care enough. I uh, So I guess the question really is, Kevin, does your wife know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, not until she reads the review. I, I didn't even know until I read the review, but that's eye-opening. Hey, 
Thanks. Oh. That's, uh, the, it, but it's just like I a, meant the part about me being the best and funniest. That, oh. yeah, what were you talking about? <laughs> you know what? That's the thing. I bring this energy. I'm a very happy guy. I bring it every morning that we record. Referring I'm glad that Prince is very... That's a strange one. Yeah, I know. A prince. A prince. A prince. A prince. Okay. And also, it's not just DC Comics, by the way. It's There's also wrestling. There's And Marvel. Okay. And, and maybe, occasionally image. Occasionally. Maybe a dark horse will swing in there every once right. in a while. Yeah. We also have a Facebook page. Oh, yeah. Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. Uh, the group is called The League of Show Shares because we're hoping maybe you'll share an episode. People who were kind enough to share an episode last week. Uh, include David Rojas, Librarian Cynthia, Julianne Jordan, Christopher Rex, Ralph Tribble, Josh Rosen, Gabriel Lugo, Heather Sachs, Brent Smith, Travis Tewitt, Tammy Lynn Powers Betts, Chris Valls, Chris Williams, L is Not Well, Invasion of the Remake, Minorities Report, Megan Kearns, Spoiler Piece Theater, In Session Film, Nostalgia Cast, Colby Mack, Ryan Terry from the Forza Crowd Podcast, Geek to Me Radio, Matt Niglia, Ronnie Castle, Feel and Film, Binge Movies, Mike, Mike, and Oscar, and Linda Wright. So thank you very much. And finally, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoilers, where for five bucks a month, you get all sorts of bonus content, extra Matt Bassler, and <laughs> we like you more. Yes. Uh, the Army of Darkness episode is done in the can. I had a personal thing that happen. painful. It was. Last week, so we didn't get to do the remake yet, but that will be done this week. We'll be recording the, the episode. Also, if you ever check out binge movies i am going to be on there uh i'm recording a couple episodes plugs at the end well i, I want to do it in case they don't listen all the way to the end this is the I mean? real spoilers plug section I know, but like I, you know in case they don't get there they don't listen to the whole thing what yeah i know all right uh two episodes i'm not going to tell you what they are they'll be surprise episodes but i'm doing i'm recording wow. two episodes with jason uh this week as well two so and two well, more no just one with Matt and then two with Jason. Oh, okay. Still. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's a busy week that we are yeah. I'm trying to catch up on stuff that I unfortunately had to delay because of COVID and oh. vacation and then something else. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, there's all that. I guess let's dig into bodies, bodies, bodies. If you have not seen this movie, you should probably see it first. It's worth seeing unspoiled before yes, you listen. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Well, if you've seen my tweet, I did not. I, I look the tweet that took the world by storm yeah, by getting two likes and a comment. <laughs> One with me. Do <laughs> better me. It's like okay. Was this supposed to be making fun? What generation is this? Because this isn't millennials, right? Like this is the this, this is, is the generation Z. Okay, so is this making fun of Gen Z, or is this like we're making a movie for Gen this Z? This is a satire. I think of Gen it's Z. a little bit of both. I, okay, I, I think it's I, yes, I think it's supposed to be relatable for Gen Z. But I it think can also poke fun at them, right? But yeah. I, it's a satire. I won't say make fun because I think the way this film is handled is with love. I do not think that this is a mean spirited attack of Gen Z is just horrible. I think that they are the director is making observations. Is the genera- is the director Gen Z? No, no, she's older. Okay. I'm not saying old, old, but I mean she's no, she's no, no, older. Okay. Helena Range. This uh-huh. is her first American film. All right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that was uh, something off mic. Yeah. And uh, I think my wife just got a shout out on a, on a Peloton. Right <laughs> there you <now>. go. <laughs> um, but this is her third feature and her first American okay. film. Okay. But she's an actor. She has 69 credits. So okay. she, she, <laughs> <laughs> it's her own fault. She should yeah, have do gotten more. One, do less. She should have gotten one more acting credit before. <laughs> this episode before before she directed a film she was born in 75 so oh, older than yeah. us and maybe not as old as not as old as me yeah so anyway for the he's age five years younger than me for those of you what about score. the writer 
I just feel like there, I feel like there's a pretty good. The reason I ask is because I feel like there is a pretty good understanding of Gen Z and like that world. Yeah, you know what I mean. So and I guess you could do your research, but I story by Kristen Rupenian and Sarah Delap. So okay. two different people wrote it. She was born in '82. Okay, so the story by credit. She's okay. an elder millennial because I was born in '82. Right. Okay. And then yeah, Sarah Delap. I don't see an age on her. Okay, but but, but you're right. Uh, but but I I do think it feels believable. So clearly the writers know the way yeah. that that different people in Gen Z act and in different ty- like archetypes or different you know that kind of thing. Not even archetypes, but just I feel like okay, and I don't mean this to be mean. Everybody in this movie feels just so vapid, like they. There's a comment at one point about a character not having a, an, their own thought in their own head. Like yeah. everything is based off what they read on TikTok or Twitter or whatever. And I feel like the characters are all like that. Oh, I did. But I don't know if that's. Oh, I did. Thank you. <laughs> okay. All like no, but I mean not I as felt... much as the Rachel Senate. I mean character. some are some are worse than others. Some are worse than others. But yeah, they're all pretty. But but they I all... thought they were all. But it's diversified all... but, enough. But it's a very specific type of. Yes. Right. They all come from money. Yeah. Essentially, right? And I, they're, and like, yeah, they're they're all kids that have money and don't have to work for it, except for one, except for one. And yeah. that's and we'll get into that because I have questions about that. But character. I wa- but watching this film, I could tell each character apart. Like but by that's being fair. introduced yes. to them quickly, yeah. I could figure out that this is the social media person, this is just the rich person. You know, just like the, like Pete Davidson was just clearly the rich, the rich guy. Sh- show was, off. The richest of all of them. Yeah, yes. there wasn't. Yeah, his. They're, they're all well, doing fine. Aren't but... he and like Sophia on the same level? Like, don't they say that? They say her house is bigger. Yeah, yeah. her parents' house is bigger. But they're the richest of yeah, them yeah, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're best friends too. So yeah. it, you could just kind of figure out. And then there was the one that was kind of the outlier that wasn't really like a newer part of the group. And we eventually learned like the big insult is they're upper middle class. Right. <laughs> and I was like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. And That's me. And so there's. But you could tell all the characters apart. Yeah, there's the actor. So you could see what each of them had going on. Yeah. And then obviously Greg, played by but Lee the, Pace, is just, <laughs> out, just totally the out. Upper middle, the the upper middle class insult was kind of was interesting because it was a double ed- It worked on two levels, right? They she were saying, wanted to be she was, from rags On the to one hand, yeah. they're saying, you're not as rich as us. But on the other hand, they're, they're calling her out for... Pre- portraying herself as working as, class right when you're really I when mean, she's really upper middle class yeah. compared to them she doesn't have as much money sure but compared to the rest of the world she's doing fine yes they, exactly. she wants to be a self-starter but she's not she had upper middle class right. help right. so you could tell i think that's a testament to the writing because i could tell all of them apart there's not a lot of characters in the scheme of things because there's like eight people in this movie, but to be thrown into here's eight characters, we right. get to know them pretty quickly and sure. understand what their thing is. So we should go through the cast, I think. There's actually there's a lot of good actors in this and, and people that you'd know from other stuff probably. Amanda Stenberg was in The the Hate You Give. You've got, of course, Maria Bakalova, who was in Borat subsequent movie film. Oh, was she? Yeah. I didn't see that. Oh, you didn't see Borat too? No. You should. Oh, really? She's it's the one really that was good. with Rudy in okay. the in the hotel room. Oh, oh I mean, I know that scene. Yeah, it's, but that's her. Okay, okay, it's way better than it has any right to be. Okay, totally worth watching. Okay, I'll give it a go. She's a really good actor, and the guts that it took to do the stuff that she did. I mean, if you're Sasha Baron Cohen, one in a billion, like we get it. That's your thing, and you've right. been doing that for years. But this actor, 
she's fairly new. Sure. I mean, for new to the scene as far as we know. And she goes in there and does stuff and, <laughs> and, and is able to hold her own and is believable. And I mean, she pulls off Borat stuff like easily. And she's also has a dramatic, there's a dramatic arc for her character. Oh, okay. Okay. In the film. And so she's really good, but I was excited to see her do something else. And it's like, She's not just the girl from Borat. It's like she's right. going to get some some good roles, yeah. and she can act for sure. Rachel Sennett, who is in a movie called Shiva Baby. Did either of you see that? No. Watch it. It's on HBO Max. It is so good. It's about a girl who it kind of feels like when – who's the main character in this movie? Sophia, I don't know who Sophia? the main character is in this I, movie. I mean, I think this, the, it, that's, the, that's one of the things, right? Like, I think the so, Sophie is kind of – She's the f- one who's front and center, yeah. but I feel like it's probably it's B, B is but yeah, also. But there isn't a, an obvious. I don't think an obvious like lead final girl character in this movie. Yeah, yeah, there's not a character that we follow all the way through. Yeah, so I yeah, I would definitely agree it's B. But you kind of start off following Sophie like it's going to be her movie, and kind of ends up being B. But the two of them kick off the movie, and they end the movie. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so Rachel Sennett is is in this movie called Shiva Baby, and it's kind of similar to how Sophie's coming back home to this group, but she's been kind of gone, and there's something awkward about her coming back. Yeah. They're sitting Shiva at a funeral, a Jewish I funeral gotcha. afterwards, and so all the family and friends are there, but there's some awkward relationships. There's an ex there, and so there's this awkward thing of being at this Shiva, and it's just like a contained it's pretty much all takes place there but all the familial relationships and the friends and the ex are there and a bunch of drama starts happening and i will tell you i felt more anxious this is not a <laughs> knock on this movie but i felt more anxious in shiva baby than i did in this which is like supposed to be kind of a horror film right it is so stressful and anxiety inducing <laughs> from her point of view of all the things she has to deal with these awkward family you know being it like a like a reunion type like situation the bear. Did you watch that i haven't watched that yet. jeepers is that a stressful it's, one? Oh man and it's the bear the on, TV oh, show, I, yeah, I'm it's. It. I think it's great, but it's same deal. Like when they start getting into like service, you're just like, I nope, I yeah. could never work in a restaurant. Like this is too much. So it's really good. I, seriously though, watch Shiva Baby. I love that movie. It is so good. It's on HBO Max. Pete Davidson's in it. So of are you sure it's still on HBO Max? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone mentioned it the other day, so it should still be there. And it's not an original either. So you know, they seem to only like to cut their content. Yeah, they the ones, own, the ones that they like, own, what? which yeah. makes no sense. None but yeah, enough of that. And then uh, Lee Pace plays Greg, who's like a late 30s, early 40s, something old, who's dating Rachel Sennett's character, right. who's a social media influencer. So she's dating this older guy, and we'll get into their relationship a little bit later. I but keep he's forgetting that he is from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. He's like Lord he's, of the Rings. He's the bad guy from well, Guardians of the Galaxy. Which Lord of the Rings? The, the Hobbit, Hobbit, right? The Hobbit ones. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't count. He's one of the, the elf, <laughs> one of the elven leaders. <laughs> So anyway, so you've got you've got him who's definitely an outsider, and then Mayala Harold, who is one of the friends. She's the upper middle class girl, and then Emma is played by Chase C. Wonders, who is the she's like the actress. actress. Yeah, and then we hear about Max, and we don't see much of him, but we hear that there's been an altercation between Max and Pete we Davidson's see character. That there's been an altercation because well, Pete Davidson's face is bruised up. Correct. Yeah, but we we hear that it's because of this guy Max who left in a rage. So they do set up several red herrings at the beginning of this movie yeah. which doesn't get right into the craziness but they're setting up all these people who could be causing the trouble right and it's you know we've had a couple movies like this recently uh i th- i was thinking of like ready or not and you're next where mm-hmm. they kind of have these self-contained not really whodunits but like murder 
horror movies mm-hmm. contained in this house. It reminded me of Ready or Not a lot. Yeah. With with the setting of being in the big house and the crazy violence stuff going piece. on. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But being in the rich people mansion house, like the setting. Well, and then you've got the girl me. who's not from that the outsider world. girl. Exactly. Yeah. And not right, to say right, it's right. a copy and ready or not's great. And I really enjoyed this one, but it was kind of giving me those vibes. This movie to me was like a mix of maybe ready or not and an Agatha Christie movie. It's definitely turns into a whodunit type yeah. thing. Yeah. More yeah. so than it's a slasher movie. It's more of a whodunit. I would not call this a slasher. I would even, I'm again, hesitant to call it a horror movie because I, I mean, I guess kind of thriller, I guess, would be more appropriate than a horror movie like this. That's kind of a 24's jam at this point is like they have figured out like this weird blend of horror. horror adjacent. Ad- yeah. Yeah. And I don't I hate the term elevated horror, but like horror adjacent. Right. Like hereditary and Midsommar and all the other horror you like is trash. <laughs> <laughs> you aren't wrong. I prefer. Tra- <laughs> I, I don't I think there, instead of elevated horror, there should be like horror. Yes. And then. Trash. <laughs> <horror>. <laughs> I, there's a middle ground, right? Like there's some there, there's some horror flicks that aren't trash, but aren't like you know they don't Artsy, raise. Fartsy. Yes, they're like right yeah. there in the middle. Yeah, I will say 2022 has been a pretty good year for horror, and it might be, looks like it might be a good year towards the tail end too. Yeah. So all of this. So Sophie and and B show up at this massive like home. It is kind of weird how this movie starts is with B and and Sophie pretty much going at it mm-hmm. and it lingers then, on that like a little long like i thought it was like i'm like i don't really a little long. know what it establishes by lingering that long i mean you can uh, yeah i mean it's a, it's a director's choice right like yeah it's however and, you and it's, do it it's a female writer and director so it's not like it's a pervy middle-aged guy that wants to make these sure. two actresses go at it so i like I i'm know. like i'm like you we've established this <laughs> why are we still here you're trying to get her off i get it yeah like, okay their relationship is very odd to me. Like, and I can't determine if it's because B is weird. And I don't mean like, like the character is very weird yeah. and standoffish and kind of closed and mousy where Sophia is or Sophie is not. Yeah. Like Sophie's very out and loud and, and boisterous. And I don't think she's weird. I think she's foreign. So I think there's some kind of a language barrier there. She definitely speaks with her. Like the actor sure speaks with an accent. Is that her so, actual accent or yeah. is, or is she, okay. I believe so. Okay. So she, I think she being foreign, she still has that kind of language barrier type thing. And also this is another red herring. It's is B being quiet sure, sure, because sure. it's a contemplative I'm gonna be murdering people kind of thing. And so on purpose they kinda get they want you to be kind of thrown off. I think her. that's fair. I think that's fair. Also the the whole thing with like the phone around her neck, like yeah. that was odd and talking to her mom because you wonder is she talking talking to her mom is she talking to her mom (laughs) is she talking to max who's not there are they orchestrating something is this the two killer scream type thing i was like you went scream with it all right Right? so but that's the thing i think what's kind of brilliant about this movie is what the audience projects onto these characters and brings to this situation because it's really interesting where it ends up and i don't think we should spoil that yet but no I, i think that it's really interesting all the things you bring and you're like Oh, it could be this. Oh, but who is Because that? you're doing the same thing they're doing. Yes, you get to play yeah, along, right. and it's really fun. And this movie, which I think the ending that we'll get to, the what elevates it, is that I, this is a really hard one to call. And I think that's impressive, because we've seen so many it's horror really movies. End, it's a really hard ending to call? 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And and I think that we've seen so many movies for them to actually pull something different and yeah. trick us when they're throwing out all these quote unquote clues that are there. Right. But you're piecing them together and I would guarantee most people don't get it. And I'm like, I was impressed. I was like, wow. Yeah. I didn't. I mean, when we get there, I didn't. I, yeah. I was like, oh, oh. All and right. it makes total sense. Total yeah. sense. Like, it doesn't feel like you got cheated. It, right. I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. that's on brand. Yeah, right. Especially considering the actor they cast. Also correct. Yeah. Also, do they digitally take out all of his tattoos? Oh, I didn't even think about that. All I didn't he notice. has no tattoos. I make up. Oh, probably. probably that's fair. Makeup. That's fair. And I was like, you why can would, cover up tattoos and like, makeup pretty well. Why would they do that? But I because he's not he's a rich. Well, the other other thing is, remember the whole Mike Tyson thing when that tattoo artist sued. Oh, you might have to pay for some of those designs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That could I've seen his tattoos. They probably didn't cost much. But (laughs) (laughs) so we get to the house and people it's interesting because everybody's underwater. And this is where this is where I'm talking about where I was just like, I don't like any of these people. And I, I think realize, that's okay. I think that's the point. You're not yeah. supposed to right? relate. Like, most people are not supposed to relate to right. this lifestyle. These are rich people, and even the the least rich, not including B, because she's an outsider. But even the least rich, the upper middle class, she's still a richy rich right. type <laughs> person. So you're not supposed to relate to them. And I think it's also like for older people, people in our generation. We're also like, oh, these Gen Zers, because the way they act. But again, I don't think the movie treats them mean. I think that it's a pretty accurate representation of some Gen Z. Yeah. And so I think that a lot of Gen Z people are going to relate to them, but it's also like these characters are in a different world to where most people are not in that world. Right. You still have some kind of like an outsider feel, even if you're in that age group. You're like, well, that's not me. I'm not the rich social media. I'm on social media, but I'm not like (laughs) taking my every vacation photo or whatever. So you still have that kind of outside poking. Yes. Yeah. So Sophia Sophie shows up and people some people are like, like happy to see her uh the the character that, Rachel Sennett pretty yeah, much is, is very the, happy to see her there but she's another one where I'm like there's no there's nothing to like everything she said you know she will agree with whoever is talking yeah you know she's very the, social media the, just podcast. that vapid that you say it, that that character is very much to where when she's like oh Sophie. I didn't necessarily believe she was happy to see her because it seemed like you said she's like that to everyone. She's yeah. just kind of the neutral. She's Switzerland. You know, she's yeah. just like tries to be friendly with everyone. Just goes along with just, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But it seems like there is a underlying thing where everybody else except for Greg, who is just this <laughs> just ridiculous character yeah. uh, that they don't want her there. Or maybe she's not welcome. Maybe they don't want her. But there's there's tension. There's tension for b- sure. ab- among everybody and Sophie. She shows up unannounced and we as the audience don't know why that's a big deal. Yeah, and I don't think I don't know, maybe they maybe it's just me. I didn't feel like I got a pretty good idea of what happened other than she went to rehab. Is that it? Like that I missed something else well, where her like, friends were worried about her dying constantly and then they put her in rehab to save her life basically and then she didn't talk to any of them for a long time after so it's just like you just ditched you'd ghost us okay okay like we that saved your life you were a constant burden of worry and everything and like we care about you and we ended up having to basically she told sophie's parents that she was doing all these drugs and stuff that's her right. parents cut her off from all money and everything and so she's kind of mad at them even though they were saving her life uh-huh, uh-huh. and then didn't talk to them so there's that tension of like 
we did this to help you. You guys screwed me over. And those two conflicting things. I got you. Okay. You know how it that, is when your yeah, friends yeah, do something for, sure. for you, but then you're like, I can't believe you would betray me. And, then, and they do something. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. She had, she being Sophie has this conversation with Pete Davidson and we kind of find out that there's a little bit of like turmoil there between Pete Davidson's character and Emma. That and, was, and they're supposed to be best friends, Sophie and David. But do they feel like best friends to you or do they just feel like two people in a room? I think they feel like best friends who one thinks the other betrayed her. Okay. There, there's, there's, I think once they get to talking in his dad's office, I do think they get more back into their old thing. But the thing is, again, all these characters are mad at each other. And Emma, Pete Davidson's girlfriend is talking in his ear the whole time. Why is she invited? Like he's kind of being influenced to be mad at her when he's her best friend and doesn't really want to be, I guess. But then you've got like, you've got Emma and Pete Davidson going on where there was an incident with this character, Matt, right? Was it Matt? Max is the Max, other Max. friend that left. Yeah. Where like the big reveal is that Max is in love with Emma and they were doing shrooms. And so Max <laughs> let it slip. No, I think the other friend let it slip. The, uh, the, the vapid girl. Oh, did she? Yeah, that's the thing. Oh, about I thought her, Max right? professed his no, love. No, the oh. va- the vapid girl is is constantly just saying stuff. Because we see <laughs> like, that later when she leaks something. Right. Okay, she's just constantly way, running her mouth. It gets leaked out. That's in, that would make sense. But it gets leaked out that Max is in love with Emma, and so of course David's not very happy with that. Right, and then starts. Mm-hmm. And, and also, we see David has this kind of inferiority complex because this is his house and he's one of the richest of the friends and he's he's had all these friends who are girls and he's been kind of the only guy as a part of the group and then all Here of a sudden you get, the, you get these other guys <laughs> and so Max comes in and says I'm in love with your girlfriend and then right after that Greg the you know six foot five ripped <laughs> extremely handsome Lee Pace comes in oh maybe I am never mind yeah. um, <laughs> so uh, you know he comes in and it's like dude what are you doing here and I love how funny was that writing when they're when Sophie and David are in, in David's dad's office and he's kicking back and talking and they're talking about Greg and he's like, he's not even handsome. Like I, you know, I think I'm handsome and they're going through all his looks and they basically end up landing on. He's like, yeah, Greg's very handsome. <laughs> but, but the the whole Pete Davidson convincing himself that he's better looking than right. Trying to convince himself Greg. that he's better looking than Greg. That was a funny conversation. No, I, I agree. Li- I like, but it's writing. also funny because from a meta standpoint, I'm like, okay, Greg's better looking, but look based at, on results. Yeah, let's look at Pete Davidson's track history. Yeah, like. Yeah. Well, if it, we were talking Pete Davidson. Yeah. yeah. But but here's the thing. So David lives in rich guy. I can just get whatever I want because I'm rich land. Right. And so he has confidence from money. Yeah. And that's the difference between. His confidence is store-bought. Right. Yeah, where exactly. Pete exactly. Davidson has the real deal, right? Yeah. He can pull all these, ama- you know, these tens, these models, these actors because of his personality and he's funny. But David, on the other hand, is just like, yeah, how- why wouldn't anyone love me? I'm rich. <laughs> yeah. Which is obviously a very vapid, yes. crazy way to live your life. But that's the character. But I thought that was very funny. And I think there's a lot of funny writing. I also wonder. I felt like I could relate to these characters more than maybe you did. And I'm guessing maybe Tom could a little, not because of our age, but because we have teenage kids. And I feel like I kind of hear the way they talk yeah. and the way they oh, act sometimes, sure, the sure, music sure. they listen to. So ha- your kids aren't as old yet. No. So it's just, I think Thanks that... To earbuds, I never hear the music <laughs> they listen yeah. to. <laughs> but that's a, plus, a blessing. Yes. Yeah. But I kind of feel like I knew this world, even though I personally sure. don't live in it, but through my son, who's a teenager now, and these kids are obviously a little bit older. They're like 18 or... 20. Well, they have to be older than that. Yeah, but I mean, like, early you know... Tw- early to mid-20s. Late high school to early college, whatever, that kind of age. So, but they're well, still... No, I, that- think that, I think they're... 
I, they're I, all in college because they reference that B said she went to Utah State. Yeah. So they have figure they have to all be in college. I figure they were. Ju- I think they were po- like just post college yeah. is just what post-college. I, yeah. I okay. landed on. So early. 20s. It's hard to gauge because in uh, a high school movie they would use the exact same actors. Exactly. Right. 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 So right. like yeah, yeah. so. So you're I mean, I spent a good chunk of the film trying to be like, how old are these people? I think with the exception of Pete Davidson and Lee Pace, I think we're all looking at like early to mid 20s. Yeah. But character wise, Pete Davidson, I guess, is probably. Yeah. Mid-20s, Actor wise. But see, I didn't want to just presume because I'm like, well, these are all. Yeah, they'll be playing young high school college kids for the next 10 years. They're right. all yeah, the right, youthful right, actors right. that can play down. It's not a bad thing. Who was the, who was the kid from Swim Fan? Oh my gosh, Jesse, Jesse Bradford. Bradford, who was from Hackers, per- perpetually swim a, fan. A bring it on, junior he was senior like, in high school when he was forty. I know, and I mean his generation's Ralph Macchio. Yeah, right. Nothing against him, and I like a lot of those movies. I just that is funny. I would always for the longest that's time. True. I, was I like, went with oh. swim fan when he was in yeah. Bring It On. Like but that's the high school actor Jesse Bradford. Yeah. And then finally, I remember when like he got other roles. I was like, okay, he's finally out. <laughs> but that's the thing is that. You just, I didn't want to presume because I'm like, okay, they're young kids, so I don't know. But either way, it's like, I've got a teenager, and so these kids are maybe somewhere within a decade, yeah. and they talk the same way. They watch the same TikTok videos. They're, it's that generation you kind of get a feel for it. So when I was watching this movie, I didn't go, I am so far removed, I can't relate. Like, because I, mean, I'm, I really, like, yeah, there were parts where I was like, I am struggling. Right. Yeah. And so, and it's not a bad thing. I just mean, I think Tom and I maybe are. Uh, introduced to some of the lingo or the way that's fair and so when i was watching this i'm like yep that's how kids are i didn't go like what is going on here i'm like yeah there they are (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, there it is (laughs) yeah so it's just interesting where i didn't feel maybe as out of place even though of course by age i am right but yeah i thought you were gonna say it's because you and tom were cooler than me well well basically yeah i didn't want to say that That, i wanted to appreciate the whole story yeah no that's good thanks thanks this whole group just seems like they're i don't know just doesn't seem like a cohesive group of friends, right? Like everybody's kind of picking at everybody else, different people for different things. So you've got um, the the upper middle class girl who kind of is taking shots at B, but also kind of taking like... Clearly there's tension between Sophie's character and uh, Jordan. Jordan, there's, yeah. There's, there's clearly there's tension. There's something, but it's like, it's it's not, it's it is mean, but it's almost like it's... When somebody, when a kid has a crush on another uh-huh. kid and they don't know how to like deal with it yet, yeah. it's like that kind of mean. And you know we, what I mean? We find out later that they, there's a reason <laughs> things didn't work between them. They were like, they did that could, right? Like they they could never make it work. I just thought they hooked up. They did, but it to me it sounded like from some of the lines they dropped that they said because one of them says there's a reason why it would never work between us or okay, something. Okay. I feel like they had this kind of tension going on, but they their relationship couldn't work between them. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, maybe, but just see, it felt like everybody was kind of picking at everybody else. Yeah. You know? and, I, and that's where the commentary comes in. That's why this is a satire and a social commentary about everybody stabbing each other in the back. Right. And I'll just leave it at that. Get, getting, but getting, trying to get ahead. That's why and, this. By any means necessary. And I think that's why this movie is so brilliant is because of the way that people act towards each other. And in the end, what ends up happening? And you're like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's how people treat right, each other, right, even right. when they're quote unquote friends, talking behind each other's back and and being jealous of them and petty. Right. Yeah. So they start playing this game called Bodies, 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 and the the premise. It's werewolf. Oh, is that what it's? it's I've, the the game is werewolf. I mean, 
they take a shot each one and then smack smacks or hits the person next to them i don't know about that part but the game is called werewolf and then that turned into a game and among us is the most popular version of werewolf yeah among us is now super famous it's a computer and video game where you're out in outer space and it's an overhead view of the spaceship and it's procedurally generated so all the different rooms change you don't know what the level looks like but one person's the killer and then everyone else has to run away and then if someone gets killed you regroup and people can type what they think happened and they have to vote people to, to that is the killer oh, okay, okay. and then if you vote the wrong person that you know that person loses and, and is out of the game but the killer's still out there so that's all based on this game werewolf but okay. but when i was watching again because of my son i'm like this is among us <laughs> which is werewolf you know he said among us i'm like it's werewolf among us and then i like that lee pace goes you guys were playing werewolf like he knows because see his generation played werewolf being in his late 30s early 40s he knows the game like you play it out in the dark or whatever sure. the campsite werewolf is just a okay. old traditional game and so i like that they called it out not trying to be like we invented this game by right. <laughs> like yeah it's a little different but they tell you in the movie we, we know get we get to trademark <laughs> bodies 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 right yeah. this is a little bit something you know so they're playing that so yeah we find lee pace is they find a dead body but the other red herring too real quick just to set up so you've got max punch david and he's gone yes that's right b is like she's quiet you don't quite know what's going on oh i texted my mom you know on the who was she really talking to we don't know and then here when they're doing the take a shot punch person david because he's threatened by greg clocks him like he punches yeah. him hard and you're supposed to do a slap and they say hard everyone's like ow that hurt but he, he, punches, yeah, he punches him greg. that's true and so greg shakes it off but you're thinking what is this what's up with this i guy? will say like lee pace has moments in this where he's super chill or super yeah. whatever and man when he turns that when he turns it on yeah. it's like oh you are terrifying. He's six foot but... five and hulking. He, he he is intimidating. You would not want to mess with him. Yeah, he and is... he's a super friendly, chill guy, like you said. But punching him, and you're like, oh crap. He has this really good subtext to his performance, where yeah. you're where like you can tell he's like, I'm around a bunch of kids. Yeah, yeah. like pr- from his standpoint, I know that they're not kids, but you know they're early, to him early twenties. But to him, they're kids, and yeah. so he's like, I'm giving you some latitude mm-hmm. because I know you're young. Yeah. Like it's you can see that he's being chill, but he doesn't basically want to be. You get one, yeah, and you're not going to get another one. Yeah. And the story goes because is it Allie is the Rachel Summit yeah. character? Yeah. She says because he's a he's vet, a, he's, he's a vet, and then everyone's like, "Oh, he's Afghanistan, Afghanistan or whatever. Iraq, whatever." And so and it they, just drops, yeah. And so we have this idea: he's this hu- this huge guy who is you're not quite sure. Like, is he really chill or does he have ulterior well, he motives? Calls, I think she calls him GI Joe as well. She calls him GI Joe, yeah. and we hear that he's a vet. So we're like, okay. Something might be. Off I've with seen this the guy. guest. I know how this goes. Right. Yeah. I was kind of thinking, yeah, that one too. Basically, you find a dead body. You, you yell bodies, bodies, bodies. You turn the lights back on. Then you fade. Same deal. This is what. And again, they say in the beginning, like, well, I don't want to play that because every time we play this, Emma starts crying. We all start fighting. Like, I don't want to play it. But they end up playing it anyway. Sure enough, that's exactly what starts happening. They start yeah. accusing each other. And this is the other. The, we've got two more red herrings. This movie's so good about confusing you about who the killer is. Emma now is really upset. David is being a huge jerk and basically saying that, oh, she just cries. She's not really she's crying. She's an actress. He's saying mean stuff, and he's like, she's just an actress. She's fake crying, where clearly she's upset by what's going on. Or is on. she? Well, or we don't know. Right. But that's the I thing, think is we don't know. I think she's upset. But, you know, everyone's questioning that. And then 
and then they're like, no, it was David. I vote. And everyone, because he's being a jerk, says he's the killer. Right. And he gets super mad because he, he wasn't. We know now he wasn't. And he's like, dude, you're just, I'm just speaking the truth here. She's being whatever. And now you're voting me off. And he gets mad and smashes something. Well, he, yeah, he takes a, again, a, a very aggro thing to do is he punches like a piece of like a vase or something a vase if you will on the mantle well, with that kind of money it's a vase yeah. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. and then as he's walking out he punches the door yeah and it's just like oh, okay so cool. he leaves the game right greg who was the first that was he killed, was like oh, i'm gonna go to bed yeah <laughs> he's like i'm out of here uh, this is ridiculous yeah. uh, so they start playing again and then we have kind of had this we've been told through news footage or people talking that a storm is coming so the storm arrives and knocks out the power. This is an interesting thing because they keep asking Sophie where things are. Like, where's this? Does they have a gun? Do they have this? Right. Do they have She's that? David's best friend. Right. And there are moments where I was like, okay, like she can, we we know that she's been cut off from her trust fund mm-hmm. at this point, right? Do we know that? Yes. Uh, or she, maybe not. Maybe because she, she says, did you have a chance to talk to my parents? But we yeah, don't know so why. maybe we don't know why yet. But, but we there's know there's something going on. We know with that her. Sophie has knowledge of this house. So you're just like, OK, like is maybe she orchestrating this whole thing to try to get the money or whatever or, or get whatever. Back at her friends or for something. betraying. Her, yeah, right? there's, actually, there's a flick called April Fool's Day. Yeah. April Fool's Day. That is this kind of the same premise where the hair the, with the hang. Yes. The slipknot yes, in the hair. But it's like, I mean, I've never seen it, but I know that cover spoilers yeah. for that movie. It starts off as a slasher and all these people start dying. And it turns out at the end, it's April Fool's Day and everybody comes back at the end. Yeah, I've seen a clip from that where everyone at the end comes in and is like, yes, and it was people were not happy with that ending. (laughs) Uh, uh, And that's where I thought we were going with this is for a long time. I was like, okay, this is going to be one of those ones where they're going to there. This has been a setup the entire Mm -hmm. time for B to initiate her into the group. Yeah. Uh, And then we get to. The, Emma is the third thing. The Lee Pace one. And I was like, well, this is no longer Well, I guess joke. we should see the, the first happened, kill that Yeah, happens. so the first yeah. kill is uh, B is walking around in the basement. She's trying to go to the bathroom, and she looks out the like this glass door, and we see Pete Davidson kind of like grasping at his throat, and she thinks she's being kind of funny, and then he pulls his hand away, and he's got this massive neck wound, and he's just bleeding it's everywhere. It's the classic person bleeding out against a window. Yeah, slam so you can like run your yeah. hands down yeah. the window, yeah. So now everybody thinks it's a joke, and now, but they realize it's not a joke. They he's, go outside, and he's dying. He's dead. Yeah, yeah, right. I guess he's he's yeah. actively dying, and he dies. I do think it's kind of messed up. They leave his body outside, but whatever. <laughs> uh, well, they say they say don't move it. That's evidence. I guess that's true. Don't you watch SVU? Which yeah. I was like, that's a good line. So they're all. Like try- I mean, again, these are also. I was like, SVU is the the sexual the sex crime one, yeah. One, but okay. But He's, for them, that's the one that's been on. Forever, I guess that's true. Right? Like, yeah, that's, I mean, that's totally the other fair. Law and Order's been off the air for like almost a decade. I know they just brought it back, but you know, no, right, right. You're but totally right. The other thing is too, and this is another commentary. These are a bunch of young kids that are rich and have everything done for them. They don't know how to handle this situation. Right, that's fair. I mean, this is a situation most people couldn't handle. But I mean, they're just lost. They're partying. They're doing drugs. We should say they're drinking, doing lines Sword or whatever, taking pills. They're just doing nonstop drugs, like right. crazy amounts. Yeah, which is. Again, like a commentary. This is just normal for their partying. But also, it is a commentary on how 
your friends they are because they know that their friend is in rehab or came mm-hmm. out of rehab and they'll just openly drink and do drugs in front of her which is a comment that she makes which later. is another thing yeah. that yeah. sophie brings up so when you guys do it it's just when, partying. The, white, when the white girl does it it's all right and when the black when, girl does right. it she's got a problem and has to go to rehab right so another commentary on the war on drugs people that are locked up in jail for sure. for marijuana use oh, yeah. it's it, it again so this movie has a lot to say it's i think it's very smart in the way that it lays yeah, it all out through see these that, characters our group gathers back up and they go, they realize that Greg is the only one that's not there and, and Max, but Max is kind of, they keep dropping Max's name just randomly to make sure you don't forget mm-hmm. about him. So they go to the room, can't find Greg. They're walking around. They end up stumbling into, well, this they find his go bag. Oh, so that's right. People that's right. in the military, probably most often. And with their thought that he's a vet, I've got one. Yeah. So yeah. people, okay. Law enforcement, <laughs> military would be the type that would probably have a go bag. Not just your average, Joe. Hey <laughs> so so they find that he's got to go back, which includes a map, the house is circled on there, and a, a knife. knife and all kinds of stuff. So they're yeah. like, what the hell is this? So like, it's Greg. Greg right. is killing people. Then it, it's 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 kind of interesting how fast they jump from person to person. Mm-hmm. So they go find they can't find Greg in the room. They go down to like this gym and they find Greg in like a a purge mask. Yeah. It's a good uh, scare. It is a good one where he's just where he's like, Why didn't you answer? He's like, I had my earbuds in. Like I didn't hear and anything. And I think it's smart that see as the viewer, we're more rational. We're looking from the outside. We're not our friend didn't just die and we're in a hurricane, right? And so we're looking and we're like, He's got a white shirt on. It's no totally blood. dry. Yeah. yeah, there's no blood anywhere. He's he just looks clean. His hair is kept or whatever, you know. Right. So we're like, that dude has been sleeping. Like he didn't just murder <laughs> someone. Like he's just been. Sleeping. Yeah, he was not outside. He looks perfect. Yeah, that's the. But as soon as they like, it is crazy though when he stands up, and he's surrounded by these women. He is a massive. You don't realize right, I don't, Pete Davidson's tall. That's what I'm saying. You don't realize how tall he is. Next but to Pete Davidson. But when you're he's he's around people six of foot average people, height. Yeah. You're just like Jesus. Yeah, six this five guy is, is big. Massive. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, a huge, he's guy. huge. And they start to gang up on him. They like, surround him, so one, he realizes he's like, "This is not." Nor-. And then he thinks, "Oh, we're, you're playing the game. You're, you're messing with me. You're messing with me. I'm dead. You know already. Ooh, I'm dead." But I, I, oh, the scene that I was thinking was the scene with Pete Davidson, where he realized like. Uh, Lee Pace kind of says the best defense is a good offense, and Pete Davidson yeah. kind of starts leaning into him about that, and he's like. They realize that it's becoming contentious, and Lee Pace stands up, and like his face changes, and he was like, he gets in Pete Davidson's, face, and he's he is menacing as f yeah. in that scene, and he gets even like he gets like that here too. That's the real red herring because that's when he goes to bed. He decides to remove himself yes. from the situation, but Pete Davidson clearly, even though he's outmatched. Lee Pace would wipe the floor with oh, him without question. But he again, I'm rich. I you know, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. I, he has that personality of like, you know, I'm whatever. I'm the right. best. So Lee Pace removes himself. But then you're like, well, he's gone now. And people <laughs> yeah, are going to start right. dying. So <laughs> he's Sydney's dad from Scream yeah. One. We're like, hey, what happened to that guy? Yeah. So they confront him. They can, that's right. They confront him, and then there's they they circle up on him, and he kind of takes you know these these. I'm not going to use the word girls, but to him they are girls start to like try to gang up on him and he's just throwing them around like it's yeah. nobody's problem. But then he's standing there where he's got this knife in his hand and all of a sudden you hear like a funk. Like that's the sound effect that they use. And he just kind of stops and all of a sudden you start to see like blood kind of trickle from his forehead and he drops to his knees. He's in shock. He's and we like... see B with a kettlebell like in her hand. Uh, and then he, does he get back up? Yeah, and he she starts moving him, again and, and she, she yeah. clocks him again. And I was like, well... This is not April Fool's Day. And if it was, it now <laughs> now we don't know what's going to happen. Which is so beautiful because now it's the question of like, was this self- beautiful. Beautiful. Ah, I love hey it. Now. 
So the question comes now, was this self-defense? Now this girl, no matter what, like they're in this situation. And it's like the first hit is self-defense. Second one. The second one, I don't think so. Right. And also she's not rich. She doesn't come from this world. Now you have this outsider who has murdered someone, whether it was in defense or not, he's dead. Right. But she also murdered another outsider. Correct. True. True. Correct. So, so the, the, you can start thinking. Start, if, I were, if that's what I would start doing, start taking out the people that don't belong and then work your way in. <laughs> But I love what it does for that thought process as these characters start dying because you're like, okay, Pete Davidson died. We don't know who the killer is, but he's been murdered. Now you have B who's killed someone and she's going to have to explain. And we know that B did that, like, right? Right. So we see that. So, right. But is she the killer capable of killing someone else? Was this self-defense? Was it really self-defense? Right. And so this movie keeps you guessing as people get picked off. You're like, well, not them. <laughs> yeah, right. And I love that different people probably think it's someone else, which is how these werewolf Among Us games happen. Right. Other people think it's someone else. The killer obviously has to lie about it, but people are picking people, and you pick the wrong one, and boop, they're they're out of the game, and they weren't the killer, so that's what they're doing. So Emma at this point is a mess because her boyfriend is dead. So I think Sophie ends up giving her, or maybe Emma, no, the other... Who's the vapid one? She does give Emma the somebody. Pills, somebody gives Emma. She's the third to die. That's right. Somebody gives Emma Xanax, basically. Oh, and now at this point, the men are killed off. It's all women. Yeah, all so women. Just to, you know, you know, so we had the men as Max. a part of this group. Well, yeah, Max is nowhere to be right. seen. But in the house, now it's a story of women. Yes. So they give Emma the, the Xanax. And again, lights are out, and the people are trying to walk around the house they're all turning on each other at this point. Quickly. And, quickly turning and on each other. So they're, you know, Sophie. Oh, is, this, you know what, it, this, what it is, is they're in that room. Uh, and Sophie, who has now broken her sobriety, yeah. uh, kind of goes after Emma yeah. and says, you didn't really like, you didn't like him. You didn't really, you know, you just stuck with him because you wanted somebody. Blah, 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 blah. Because she's sad about her best friend. Her best friend, David, has died, and now she's able to say all these things because of the situation. She's like, yeah, you treated him like crap. You stayed with him and didn't care about him, didn't love him, and she lays that all out. Yes. And then 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 this is where they kick B out. Right, because they they kick B out of the house. No, because Emma has to die first. So oh, what right? happens is then they're all in the dark and they're all kind of scared and and confused and everything, of course, with the situation. And then Emma stumbles we in here, to we, Sophie, and Sophie starts apologizing to that's her. That's right. That's right. And Emma kisses. And she's like, I thought Sophie. this is what you wanted. And she was like, What are you talking about? And she hands her those pills though to calm her down because the situation. I think she'd already taken. And then she them. walks off. Either I way, she, either either way, she yeah. takes meds. And she walks off. We're again with. Well, she's, we see her snorting something, don't we? We see Sophie snorting yeah. something. Yes. Now, I think that was the pills, cocaine. Though. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So we hear a sound up in the distance. We hear a, you know, a scream and a fall. And we come back and we find Emma has fallen. Well, looks like she has fallen down the steps. And now she, her head is caved in. And now she's, she is dead. And then this is where they turn on V, on B, where they, they tell B to go up. And she, Sophie tells B to go upstairs, change her clothes. This was the weird part for me hmm. where I'm watching it. And I was like, why? Why is she putting on makeup? And they never they rent they reference it and they never say because anything about she's it. not rich and she's in rich people clothes. She's in David's parents clothes. And she, I think she just wanted to feel it like one very of them. weird. But it's to throw you off too. how in, in this situation where people are dying around her. How can someone be sitting there putting on makeup? Yeah. It's to throw you right, off. Right. It but, worked. But from her perspective. <laughs> 
again, I mean, people deal with things in different ways. She's in this horrible situation, but she's changed into what she found in the closet or rich people clothes. Yeah. And she puts them on and then she sees the vanity. Why and I think she, get she her just own clothes. What's that? Why didn't you get her own clothes? Well, they're out in the they're car, the car in a duffel bag. <laughs> yeah, and then oh, she brought all that in. Oh, no, because okay, we see okay. later she her that's bags. Right, in that's the, right. That's right. But but so she, I think she wanted to feel like one of the rich people. We've got all these rich, fancy people around okay, her, and okay. she's an outsider. So it was a little bit of her dealing with the trauma, but also like, yeah, what what is with this person? Yeah, she's a little, she's a little strange. Because that is something that we see even in. This isn't really a spoiler because you know this person is. I think you know this person's the killer or whatever. But in X with Pearl, yeah. Did you, you see the trailer? No, I didn't watch the. Oh one. man, no. But it's like you know we see this scene of like Pearl putting on makeup and it's this very eerie thing where obviously she's killing people, but then she wants to feel beautiful and she's putting on makeup and it's just kind of disconcerting. Comes out this October. The, the, yeah, that's cool. In Pearl. one in one year they yeah. did the yeah, movie and the, the prequel. The prequel. Yeah. Uh, so. Right. B comes down. B, B comes down, and they're like, what are you doing? And, and she they, came from up top where Emma fell. Right. So, right. So Sophie turns on her. Alice. It, well, they all, everybody turns on her, basically. I think that the, the upper middle class gal leads the charge to get people to think that it could be B, and they end up like pushing her out of the house. Yeah. And B... Again, well, even Sophie's there. And that's what I'm favorite. saying. Like, because they're does, like, she doesn't stand we don't up know for her. her. We don't know anything about How long her. You've known her. She lied about where she went to school. She that's, lied about this. She lied do, about that. See, behind the back, they're doing the I checked your records. Like when you show up, like us, like normal people at a party, we don't show up and run background checks, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> yeah. So now these rich kids are. They see an outsider come. They got to look up everything about them. Where did they go to school? Do they have any history online or whatever? Right, so right. they've they've done this whole search on her and said. No one graduated from Wesleyan or whatever. This well, she's, she's like, there's no record of you yeah. anywhere. We should also say that earlier in the movie, this will be come up right now. B is like going through somebody's not somebody's clothes are on the on the bed or something, and she picks up what looks like a sports bra or like a fancy like lacy mm. bra. And what is this character's name? The uh, not Jordan. The, Jordan says, "Hey, that's mine. Put that down." Yeah, and she puts it down. Well, it's funnier because they're looking for Greg, and and she's like, "I don't think he's hiding in my bra." That's what it was, yeah. Because right, they're right, going right. through his room or whatever, or one of the rooms, right? And, yeah. So B gets to gets to her car. She opens up a duffel bag to change because she's soaking wet. She changes clothes and she reaches in. She finds a bra that is very underwear. similar. Is it underwear? It's underwear. Oh, it's underwear. I thought it was another it bra. Matches. That makes more sense. I was like, why would she have two? But whatever. All know. crumpled up, and I think that she can tell that it's the same well, style she as the. She's, you know, that she's, was weird. She, I know, but that's what I, I mean. Just have to state it. This is what happens. But in the it movie. is the same color as the bra, right? Yeah, she knows that it matches, and yeah, right. So B ends up making her way back in. I, as she's kind of like making her way to the house, we see her the again. It's a pretty slick identifier as to who this character is because. Jordan has like the GoPro on her head, the go bag uh, light, yeah, the lamp, yeah. So like when you see that char- that moving around, you're like, okay, so we know yeah. what character that is without having to see that character. But we see her peering into the windows, and yeah, and we see that Jordan grabs a gun, has a gun. So B- and we're supposed to believe no one has guns, right? And there's a little political commentary thrown in there. So we end up seeing a doggy door earlier in the movie, which shockingly enough comes back into play what do you know yeah Yeah. i will say it's a big ass doggy door probably had a big doberman or i don't know but like i've never seen a door a doggy door have a tunnel 
Well, but you don't live in a mansion. That's also they true. don't want the outside, whatever, anywhere close to their house. <laughs> like they, you know, what I mean, it has to <laughs> walk fair. through that's a. Fair. That's totally clean your paws on yeah, the way. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> so, so B crawls through the dog door. She comes back through, and people, the the three of them. So we've got uh, Alice, Jordan, Alice, and Jordan, Sophie. and Sophie are, are left. B kind of walks in, and she was like, "Look." I'm sorry. I did lie. You know that I, I went to school for a while, but my mom was having issues. You know, she has. It's a clinical term, but I can't remember what it is, but I think it stands. But either for way, like it sets off a red flag to Jordan. Which she is like borderline? She, borderline. Borderline. Yeah. yeah that's, what that's what it is. Yeah. Isn't that like a disassociative type? Borderline personality disorder. Borderline right. personality that's what I'm saying, disorder. Yeah. It's not disassociative, but it's it, it but it's very manipulative. Okay. Okay. And. and He'll gaslight you and right, yeah. But that's which sorry, that's so. the other thing about this movie is they are using those terms, yeah. Gaslight, trigger, oh, toxic. Yeah. That scene when that where they all like finally start are in a firing room, off the oh words. Oh my god, that yeah. is the highlight of the film. I agree, yeah. I agree. I was like, oh, okay. Now I think I know what movie this is. That's yeah. where Pete Davidson starts saying gaslighting is not even real because they said well, that's that, earlier. I'm I meant this scene right now. This the scene. Oh, you yeah, know, this is the scene where you're supposed yeah. to be like, yeah, they're all these social yeah. justice. Yeah. Whatever. But 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 that was really mean and awful when they're all like, you're gaslighting your David. And he goes, gaslighting's not real, which he's gaslighting. Right. <laughs> yeah, right, right, which, right. Which I thought was very clever writing that someone, again, with I'm rich, I can do no wrong, everyone loves me, would be the type of person that would go, gaslighting's not real, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, right. You're trying to gaslight you're, them. You are gaslighting. There's no self-awareness. <laughs> <laughs> so... B ends up putting all, all the entire truth out there. She's like, you know, my mom has borderline. Uh, I couldn't stay in school because she was having a lot of issues. I I worked at that the mall, the video game place. Uh, they closed our location like a week before. I probably was a nod to the whole Among Us thing or something. They chose a video game store. I don't oh, know. Okay. She says it closed like they closed their location maybe like a week before they met, and I didn't want to embarrass you. And Sophie hears her and like accepts it. And this is where she tells Jordan she was like she like she, she being B rats on Jordan says she's got a gun and they're like she's like no I don't I don't have it and she takes all the stuff out of her pockets and of course one of the things that falls out is the X that donates or designates, designates thank you denotes the, denotes that's what I was <laughs> looking for uh, who the killer is in this game and she's like it's not me it's not me B does her whole thing they embrace and then here comes Jordan with the gun. And of course, we know that you know there's a, a fight ensues. And well, at this point, they're very they very much turned on each other, and this is it except is a, for Sophie and B. Like, though, I feel like those two kind of came back in that moment. Well, yeah, they're, but they're all kind of unsure of each other. But you're right. But they all start with Alice and with Jordan. They're all turning on each other. And yeah. Tom, like he mentioned, with that really good scene, they're all. This is a commentary on how people are so wrapped up in trying to be um, politically correct and right. all these things that they're turning on each other and not actually taking the time to talk to each other and believe each other. Nobody's they're just like, you know, they're just trying to be like, Oh, <laughs> I, I know what the right thing is to do here. And they and, start ragging on Alice's podcast because it turns out that Jordan, she's like, and basically, so Jordan's Jordan says to be, I had sex with her yesterday. Like check her texts, check her yeah. texts. And tell she, her, yeah, and you we tell know, B that we hooked up on the way down we, here. We know that 
there is a pair of underwear like in mm-hmm. this bag. So now we know that Sophie isn't exactly the most honorable person either, mm-hmm. right? You can you can forgive the the drug addiction because she went to oh, rehab. Sure. She's trying to get her life back together. But now you have an opportunity to tell the truth, and you choose not to tell the truth and they've, again. They've only been together for what six weeks something or like something. That, yeah. You know, it's a new relationship, but long enough to where they're together. They are a couple. Right? She said, "I who, love you." I mean, yeah. she said, "I love you" to be. Yes. Yeah. B be, didn't say it back. She did not. But yeah. Yeah. But then beginning, I think I think that's all. So I know that it lingers a bit, but I was going to say in the beginning, that scene is to show that like they're in the throes of this. It's a passionate relationship. Yeah. They clearly care about each other in, in some regard. And Sophie does so much that says, I love you. And you believe that. But now you see this and you're like, well, wait maybe, a minute. Maybe not. Maybe she is the narciss- narcissist. That was the other one that they yeah. threw around. So, <laughs> oh, the podcast thing. Did you just feel oh, a little bit of a knife? A little your, bit. I mean, a little bit. I mean, <laughs> talk about commentaries on different types of people and different things they do. Yeah. This one was about yeah, people right, that right, podcast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you do your little podcast. And, and I do. It's I, a lot of work that goes into a podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, she's I not wrong. Schedule guests. And, yeah. I know. I was, a, I was into a Google calendar. Oh, my God. I mean, because I was like, yep, that's I mean, that's me right there. It's a lot of work that goes into a podcast. <laughs> oh, so that was clearly a little. You know, one of the one of the things I did like is she would mention the title and Jordan would have like a reaction to the title. And she's like, did you just, yeah, she goes, did you, did you just huff at the title? And I think Sophie was like, say it again. And she was like, you know, smart friends with whatever. And she goes, She's like, you did it again. She's like, I and she didn't rolled do it her again. eyes. It, like Jordan could not help, yeah. but that be physical <laughs> Just the disdain she has, visceral for the, reaction. Yeah, right, right. To, I mean, she could not hide it. And I, and and this is where Alice just starts going crazy, starts yelling yeah. at her. And Jordan, this is sh- the first time we've seen Alice, a character who again is neutral, who is nice to everybody, but it's clearly an act. And right. She has thoughts. Yes. And, and Jordan has been talking bad about her podcast behind her back. Yes, she's that Sophie's letting it slip that she's talking bad about. Alice. I don't think she let it slip. She made sure to tell her. Right, because right. Because Jordan made it told about the, about the sex. Hookup, yeah. right. So so now Alice is pissed. Right. And that's the, I mean, that's secret secrets are no fun. Yeah. And she goes off start, and this is the, you your know, parents, you think that you're living as rags to riches. Your parents are upper middle class. And it shoots her in the shin. They're not. They're professors at the university. <laughs> at a public, public or, I'm sorry, university. At a public university. <laughs> right. Where this is us as outsiders going like, oh my god, yeah, the way that they, up. yeah. And then she shoots, uh, Jordan shoots Alice in the shin, and she's like, "Did you just shoot me?" She's like, "No, no, I yeah. didn't. No, I didn't." She's like, "Yes, you did. You just shot." Me. She's like, "I didn't. I didn't. No, shoot I you. didn't." And then this is like, this is hard because if I, you know, it, I in situations like this, it's like you don't. You're trying to be as de-escalating as possible, right? Where Alice is not. Yeah. Alice is like walking up getting in her space and jordan has this gun she's flailing at her there's a fight for the gun between all four of them at this point there's a dog pile and then the gun goes off and of course um alice has had her brains blown out uh, and you don't know and, and again, we don't at this know point, who d- we don't know is the killer it wasn't an accident she says I, I don't know what happened i didn't i did not pull a trigger but it's and, in but the gun is in her hand but i mean if people are piling each other and they're trying to grab for the gun i just mean that yeah. she's saying i did not mean to kill her i did not shoot her i, I sound exactly like tommy from the, i did not <laughs> i did not i did not shoot her i did not i mean i'm just saying these words i'm like oh my god those are the lines right, from right, the room yeah. so so she's saying i didn't but we're not sure and is the killer in this group and did they mean to kill well, the her? killer is in this group oh i see what you're saying no, we I see. as audience yeah, yeah, members yeah. are like we we don't know this movie keeps you guessing every time someone dies now do we believe jordan 
do, do, is Jordan the killer or is one of them the killer and, and pulled the trigger and like right. acted like they didn't? But so Jordan ends up with the gun. Sophie walks up the stairs, backing her up. Yeah, the stairs. backing her up the, again. Just like I'm like, hey, stop! Like, what are you doing? I know. Quit. I'm like, that's the easiest way to get shot. Yeah, no She's kidding. Pointing a gun at Sophie, and Sophie's just like, hey. And then out of note, like when they get to the top of the the staircase, here comes B out of like another. How did B get up there and through it? Like she I, must have gone a different way, right? Because they're on a how, staircase. I, I don't know. So which she, is a red flag for B, right? Because yeah. she's figured out a way around this house. Without Somehow us. she went up another staircase and through rooms to get like I don't know how she got I don't to know it. Either. But so or maybe we were just so concentrated on them backed up the stairs and into the hallway or whatever that yeah, maybe, maybe she just snuck up the stairs. Yeah, and, but so it was out of nowhere. There's for a, sure. a fight here for the gun. And I think, oh, yeah, B ends up throwing Jordan <laughs> yeah. over the edge of the railing through, you know, through a table. I guess that's what that was. Uh, yeah, of all beer, bo- beer bottles or whatever. Cans and the it. last one, like, she's just like shooting up in the air. Like, check her like, last, check, check her, her text. text. Boom, okay, boom, so boom. this is what I thought. I thought she was talking to Sophie. Oh, I did too. Oh, you didn't think she was you talking? Think she was saying for the mom thing? Like, is it really? I thought she was telling Sophie, check her her text no i think she was telling b because yeah. she, well, she cheated was, on her but like that's the red herring right you could be you could take that both no, you ways could. i didn't yeah. yeah no i'm that's what i, I thought right like, oh there's something in the text that's not you i know. think it all just comes back to now you, you two are the last ones left she knows that like there were three of them she's dying out and she's like check right. her text to see if you can trust sophie right was right, my right, right. when we know and we all know that we can't right she's lying well, about sleeping with jordan as a murderer but you're right that's Right, right, right. Yeah. They've all have these little red flags. Again, that's this whole movie, which is so brilliant, is they've all got reasons not to trust right. him. Yeah. There's reasons to think they're all the killer. And as they start dying off, you're like, oh, well, well <laughs> not that one. We're kind not of running one. out of people. So at this point, it's like, God, Max has got to show up. Is it Max pulling the strings? Because right. I did not believe it was Sophie or B, even though Sophie has some motives with the money stuff. It's like, I'm like, God, when is Max going to pop up? <laughs> so the storm at this point has relented. It is, it, and day is starting to break through. Now we're down to Sophie and B and they're in like this closet or whatever. And B tries to, or Sophie tries to like embrace her and B is like standoffish and pushing her away. Well, she because, thinks she's trying to attack her, right? She reaches oh, to touch see, her I face t- and she thinks she's hitting ah. her and she like, it isn't just, she doesn't want her to touch her. She's just like, she thinks she's scared of her. They don't trust each other. Sure. Yeah, well, I think Sophie trusts B. Right. Yeah, maybe. But not the other way but around. But we don't know. At this point, we thought Sophie could be the killer. Sure. We don't know. I mean, we just don't know. And there's this definite distrust going on. But you're right. Sophie is trying to maybe or maybe killing her, right? Like, we don't right. know if she's... It looks like she's embracing. Right. But. So we end up getting outside. And does how does B, like, trick... Does B trick well, Sophie? Well, she says she has the gun. She goes and picks that's up the what gun. That's it is. That's right. That's right. That's and we right. don't know. We and didn't so, know that she had the gun. Sophie, like, it's another kind of jump scare where Sophie comes, but to hug her. Right. And she's like, hey. And then B's like, Give I've me your been phone. looking for you. Yeah. Not really, you know? <laughs> and she gets away from her and points a gun. Yeah. She, she says, let me see your phone. She, yeah. And she was like, no. And I was like, ah, that's it. Like, if I, right? you know, like, if you've got nothing to hide, show me the phone. Okay. But. Right. If Which you, is a great double, I mean, it's a head fake because it's like, no, she just doesn't want to show she's cheated on her. Of course. But we're thinking like, is is it Max on the phone? Oh, say? no. But, oh, so I even took it as like that. I took it as I am good. This relationship is over because now you're going to find out that I cheated on you. Right. But you're right, though. There could be other texts in there that the, say. That's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. reason. No, I, it was like, I don't want you to see that I cheated on you. But right. is it like, are we going to find something else on there? Sure. So she tosses her phone, and of course they both go after it. I was like, what phone is going to work after it goes in the pool? But yeah. whatever. 
Also, what phone is going to work after it's been in a in a hurricane covered? Well, in the mud? new iPhones are waterproof. That's these, are they this, mudproof? But this group would have the newest. That's true. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Phone. Phones last a lot longer than they used to. That's a good point. For sure. They're, I still have an iPhone three that my kid plays <laughs> with. <laughs> so, so another she, cool underwater shot, like we see in the beginning with those the are good. And underwater. I will say those are cool shots. It's cool I, photography. Yeah. So, uh, B gets out of the water first, and they're scroll. You know, they're scrambling, and she grabs this phone and. They go to open it, and Sophie's like, "That's not my phone." And they look over at Pete Davidson. B is very resourceful, but I think this is a. I liked this scene where she just yeah. like plucks his eyes open, yeah, and uses it for the. Face and you hear the noise click, click that unlocks on of an iPhone. <laughs> and this whole thing. Oh my god! When this happens, when we see him outside with the machete. So we should say earlier oh. in the movie, uh, Greg. Greg takes a like this giant sword and like you know who I don't think the, we ever addressed is not. A vet, oh, a veteran. He's, he's a, a veterinarian. Vet. He's a veterinarian. He's the and, one that and has they, to... they applied all these stereotypes of like he's got PTSD and he's got guns and he's got all these things. Right. And you know. yeah, it, it was a really great conversation. You call like, him GI Joe. He's like, yeah. Did you look at him? Yeah, he's. A, you said he's a vet, <laughs> a veterinarian, <laughs> a veterinarian's assistant. That is, that is a pretty. That's a pretty good. That's yeah. a pretty. But I that was that, hilarious. Yeah. You call him GI Joe. I. Yeah. Well, she's he like, did look you at look him? at him. Yeah, that was a really great, great one. But when, yeah, when, but, but he's a, he's showing not in a bad way at all. But he's like, he's, co- I mean, he's he's cool guy. He's cool, yeah. right? Yeah. And so they get this expensive bottle of champagne, and David's like, no, no, I told like, you we're not open that. Yeah, and he takes the sword and pops, pops the bottle yeah, right, with right, it. Right. And so he's like, it's not that cool. <laughs> so there's a whole TikTok, TikTok draft in Pete Davidson's phone of him trying to do the bottle, and what does he do? Cuts his own throat. On accident. Yeah. Brilliant. He slits his throat on accident. And That's that it. accident leads to all of this mayhem. It started the whole thing. Right. Yes. There is no killer. There is, is none. Just... Well, there is one. Well, now. but no, there, but, but yeah. <laughs> the but, killer. but there's not a killer at large going Correct. around no, there's, picking them off. There's a lot of killers. Yeah. I mean, they all killed each other I don't think in some Sophie way. Did Sophie kill anybody? No, she didn't. Well, I... In in a way, she gave, I guess she gave illegal oh, right. drugs she gave Emma, to someone who tripped yeah, down the stairs. Yeah, that's right. That's right. She gave the drugs in, to Emma. like in a way they all became killers. Yeah, and and killed each other over this misunderstanding, which yeah. again is the commentary on the whole thing. Yes, they're so wrapped up in themselves and trying to go behind each other's backs and all this stuff to where they you know they couldn't stop for a second and nope. figure this out. Which is just brilliant. the The ending elevated it for me. Yeah, I enjoyed I it, but when that hit, it's a great, twi- it's a great twist ending. Yeah. And then when Max walks through, and he can, you know, every, everything's a mess because of the storm, right? There's mud and muck and trees everywhere, and there's Sophie and B, and they're cover also covered in muck because they've been uh, like crawling through the mud and fighting. And he was just like, "What did I miss?" And then uh, they, I think Sophie has a line as well. But I can't remember I don't what think it was. So. B but has it just, the last it just line. Like cuts to credits. Well, B has the last line because you hear the I phone. Can explain. Ding, ding, ding. She's oh, getting all the messages. I, I, guess, I have yeah. reception. I have. That's, I have reception. I have reception, and that's how the movie ends. I, yeah, I think there's a lot of this that I was not a huge fan of, and I had a hard time getting into. But I will say, there's that great scene of them rattling off the the what do you call them? Like the trending words. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the, the the twist at the end. I think is also fantastic. Yeah, this is if you like Ready or Not or You're Next or Home Alone or Clue, <laughs> like this has a lot of Clue kind yeah. of influence. Yeah, Clue's the other one. I was thinking this is very Clue or Agatha Christie, like yeah. the Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, it's, yeah, a it's, it's a it. Yeah, and everybody's locked in a room, in a house, and you got to figure so, it out. So you have this yeah. finite pool of people to yeah. 
to but pick from. Very sure. much Clue, and I'm glad you said it because that's the one. Not, I mean, I saw Ready or Not in my head. I was thinking, but Clue is the one I thought of because, you know, he the butler locks them in the house. Right, and they're right, locked right, right. in. These kids are locked in because of the hurricane and all the power has been cut. So like the big gate is closed, locked shut. They, they can't, can't get, get out. out. And of course, B left the. That was another thing where I was like, okay. B leaves the visor down, which drains a battery, which I was like, I don't think that, that would was, work. But yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That's a pretty small amount of power to pull from a, pull from a car battery. battery. Well, That's no, no. But, but when you pull down the visor with the thing, sometimes more lights go on in the car. Like some, maybe the, the car cabin lights. Either way, I was like, she did it on purpose. Yeah. She left it down on purpose to, you know, as a red flag earlier. Oh, you thought movie. like yeah. a red herring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To kill the car. That was a great shot. Again, yeah. this this movie looks really good. The cinematography yeah. was great, and they that's a shot from inside the car. And B leaves that down, and then you see her walking to the house from the car, and it stays in the cabin. Right. And at the time, you know, you might not catch it, but it's focusing on that being down. It is. Yeah. And yes. later, you're like, oh. it lingers long enough for you to go, oh, uh, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah right, right, like, right. Yeah. It was clever. I yeah. If you dig those those movies, I think, and you can tolerate the the gen z stuff i, I think this i don't think it's something to tolerate i think it's a selling point like i thought it was like it was clever once once they get to that scene yeah. i was like okay i'm right. with you but you got to get there well yeah. this filmmaker again like we said isn't gen z so it's not like a movie made by gen z but for i have gen z. but i have been seeing people say like it feels like somebody that understands yeah mm-hmm. she's close enough i think in age yeah that she that's gets that, that, i yeah. think probably the writers too right. yeah, 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 where, yeah 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 but but that's the thing i think that there's things in there to appreciate from both sides i think gen z will be able to relate with a certain type of people and there's multiple types and then i think older people are like yep that's how those, that's kids, how those are. kids are yeah. Yeah. <laughs> their, their wokeness got them killed that's right yeah but this was clever i, I yeah. really and again that ending so anyway i guess uh that's it for this one let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them this is joe you can follow me on the Twitter at Joy Butts, B U T T S 21. Also, don't forget to check out binge movies. Uh, coming no, you out. said at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just trying to help. Just trying to make sure <laughs> nobody makes it this far. You said so. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> this is Kevin. You can follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. And of course, don't forget our Patreon, Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, Simon killed Lynette. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice because we already warned you. Better watch out. It's going to ruin the plot. Real spoilers. Real spoilers. Real spoilers. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want truly hydrated skin? Mito Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. 
It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.